ever had struggles with your family? If you think about it, all of us have had family struggles. Some of them have been small struggles and some of them have been gigantic struggles. But today we're going to be sharing about how God can help you with your families. And I don't care how old you are, I don't care how young you are. This program today, the content of what God is going to share through this time is going to be completely revolutionary and transformational. So I want to encourage you, put your remote control down and let's just snuggle in together here and experience God's presence, God's power, God's truth to help us with our families. The truth of it is, when you think about it, we all have families and whether we have parents, we have grandparents, we have uh, brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, some of us have children and grandchildren, and families are a really big deal to us. They are a really, really big deal. I was thinking about this the other day. I had a friend uh, in the past. He was very interesting. He was raised by a, a single mom, and he found out as, as an adult, he thought his dad had passed away, and he found out as an adult that his dad did not pass away, but actually his dad was living in the same city where he was, and he was reconciled, restored with his father, uh, even as an adult, and he never knew him, never knew he was alive, and met him as an adult, and then shortly after he met his dad, his dad passed away. And there was a reconciliation, a restoration there um, that my friend never knew could even be possible. You may be watching today right now, and you may be struggling with your family. There may be uh, kind of some rogue individuals. You may be the person that kind of lost the plot and were the black sheep of the family. But God wants to reconcile and restore family units. Why don't you hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you that God would help you with your family and help you to be reconciled and restored. And you know, there's a very powerful teaching that my mom have done, mom and I have done called Blessing the Next Generation. We have it as a book as well as CDs. And I'm telling you, these are powerful, powerful principles and tools for you to see God move in your life and in your family for tremendous blessing. And when we think about families, it's very important what we consider in our families because so much of, of who we are today is influenced by our families. If you think about it, the way you see the world around you, the way you see life and stuff is, so, is shaped in large part by your parents as well as the environment that you grew up in. And when we think about it, for me, I know I'm raising my children and I think, oh my goodness, I know how important it is. Oh my goodness, how important it is for my children to experience and know God for themselves. It's such a critical issue. And so I, I have such a keen awareness, responsibility, such a heavy sense in my heart about my kids connecting with God in a powerful, meaningful way for them individually. And if you're watching right now and you're concerned about your kids or your grandkids, coming to know Christ and having their own personal relationship with Jesus, pick up the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for your kids, for your grandkids, that they would come to know Christ for themselves. Because we know this, that there are no, quote unquote, God doesn't have grandchildren. <laughs> God has children. And lots and lots and lots and lots of children. But you don't get into the kingdom of God through your parents, whether you're good or you're bad, or your parents are good or bad. You get into the kingdom of God through a personal relationship with Jesus. So hop on the phone. We'd love to pray for your kids, for your grandkids. Or you say, well, my parents, my parents don't know Christ, and I'm very concerned. We'd love to pray for them as well. And, you know, I was thinking about this as it relates to generation blessing and about families, and about families coming to know Christ. And I found this very interesting. 
there's lots of individuals and cases in the Bible where one person stood on behalf of their whole family and their family gave, came to know Christ or came to be followers of, of the living God. And some examples of that would be included in Rahab. I find I love this about Rahab. In Joshua chapter 6, you read about the spies coming into Jericho and Rahab is there. She's not necessarily a Jew or a believer, but she's heard. She's heard about how God rescued the Israelites out of Egypt. And she welcomes the spies into her home. And she says to them, we all here in Jericho, we've heard of who you are. We've heard of what God did for you. And in essence, she says, I'm a believer. I believe in what God wants to do through you. And I believe that you guys are going to conquer this city. I'm following who I believe is a living one true God, your God. And because she believed, and it says she brought her household into her home because of her belief and her faith, her confidence in God, that secured the destiny, the future for the rest of her household. And we talk about that as well as lots more in this book and in the CD. I'm telling you, you need to get these really powerful tools for you. But that's a great example, an Old Testament example of one person standing on behalf of their whole family and the whole family experiencing salvation in essence because of one person's faith. And in the New Testament, you have the same scenario when you have the jailer in Acts chapter 16, verse 31. There was a jailer and, and Paul was in prison and the jailer thought that everybody had escaped and the jailer was about ready to commit suicide because he was supposedly defunct on his job. And Paul says, no, 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 we haven't escaped. Don't kill yourself. We're here. And, and it says that the jailer and his household became saved and got baptized that night and the next day. I'm telling you, there's tremendous power in one person standing on behalf of their family. And maybe you're that one person. Maybe you're the one person, the beacon of light for your family. And I just want to encourage you, if you get weary and well-doing, the Bible says don't get tired. Continue to love with action, love in your heart, be gracious, be Jesus with skin, but never give up on what God has for your family. And if you're struggling, you're tired, you're worn out from, from the journey and, and trying to love well and be sincere in your heart, then pick up the phone. We'd love to pray for you. Or, or you can also tell us how we can pray for your loved ones, um, be that your children or your mate. I know that's a really big deal too. In our families, whether it's your husband or your wife, I know that's a really tough call as well because many times one person receives Christ and they want the other person, their mate, to know and experience the genuine love of Jesus. And that's that gets such a passionate call for us, a clarion call in our hearts that we want our maid and our kids and our parents to know Christ as well. So hop on the phone. We'd love to pray for your mate, for your kids, your grandkids. We'd love to pray for your family to come and know Christ for themselves. And if you can't get to the phone, of course, get on the website because we'd love to pray for you there as well. And, you know, I want to say this. I was reading, oh, my goodness, in 2 Kings, and this is really powerful, in 2 Kings chapter 11. And this is a really powerful story because what happens in this chapter, and a little bit of background on it, uh, in, in the Old Testament, the kingdom of Israel split into two kingdoms. You had the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom tended to be extremely godless. And the southern kingdom, the kingdom of Judah, uh, was kind of touch and go. They had more God influence, certainly more, significantly more than the northern kingdom. In the northern kingdom, there was a king one time. His name was King Ahab, and he married a woman whose name was Jezebel. Ugh, she was yucky. She was entirely yucky. 
At the same time the king Ahab was ruling in the north, at the same time you have King Jehoshaphat. I know, weird name. Why they name their children that is, escapes me. But nevertheless, Jehoshaphat in Judah. And Jehoshaphat had a kid, and Ahab had a kid, and both of their kids got married. Now Jehoshaphat in the southern kingdom was a strong believer in God. And he led his kingdom with, in the power of God and really was convicted and committed to serving God. As much as he was, Ahab was not. Ahab was an enemy of God. And Jezebel, she killed lots of prophets of God. She was awful. She was completely awful. So you have this contrast, black and white, like hardcore black and white. Well, from this marriage, they both have a daughter named Athaliah. Athaliah was as bad as her mom, Jezebel. I mean, like brutal, yucky, not good in any way, shape, fashion, or form, awful. Athaliah was so evil that she wanted to kill off all of her relatives and all of her kids and her grandkids, especially her grandkids, so that they would never serve, never be the king. She was absolutely committed to uh, killing her whole family. And when she made that decision, she had a daughter whose name, and I'm going to say this right, she had a daughter whose name was Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat had a son, a little tiny baby boy. When Jehoshaphat heard that Athaliah, her mom, was going to try and kill off all of these grandkids, Jehoshaphat took her little tiny baby and hid him, took him in the nursery and, and tucked him away on the side and hid him from Athaliah killing all of these kids. When she hid this little boy, his name was Joash, she hid him until he was the, time, uh, until he was the age of seven years old. When he became seven years old, he was the rightful heir, the king of the throne of Judah. And when he became seven years old, they announced him as the rightful king. And becoming and making that announcement compromised the authority of Athaliah, his grandmother. Now I say all that to say that you have this mother, Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat is very committed to the life of her son and in many respects committed to the life of God in her kingdom. She stood in the gap and she made a life-changing difference, not only for her son, but also for the entire kingdom around her. She stood for righteousness and she said, what Athaliah wants to do is wrong and I'm not in agreement with it. I'm gonna do what I need to do to keep my son alive. And when it's the right time and when God turns the page and we know it's the timing that God has, then we'll put my son as the king of this entire country and he will depose Athaliah. That's because Jehoshaphat committed to God. And if you're watching today and you're kind of in that squeeze, you're surrounded by people, a family who are godless and they don't believe, I want to encourage you to be like Jehoshaphat and say, I'm going to serve God no matter what, no matter what I see, what I don't see, no matter the pressures around me, no matter if I'm discouraged or not, I'm going to keep my eyes on God, no matter the bad situations and all the negative pressure from family and, and even friends sometimes try and pull you down. We'd love to pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website, of course, grab these resources. Blessing the next generation, 
Generation Blessing, totally powerful, as well as a CD here. Oh my goodness, you totally need these resources uh, to help you see. What I'm doing today is just kind of wetting your appetite, giving you just a little touch of the iceberg for what God has for you. We're going to come right back in just a few seconds to see more about Generation Blessing. Now is the time to shatter the past dysfunction and take control of your family's future. God has a great plan for you and your family. You can break generational curses and live under generational blessings. For your gift of $35 or more, we will send you two cherished books and teachings from Marilyn and Sarah. You will receive Breaking Generational Curses and Blessing the Next Generation, both filled with anointed insight and life-changing encouragement. We will also send you The Blessing the Next Generation, Shatter the Past and Take Control of Your Family's Future two CD set. Learn about the very powerful, very biblical keys to living in the freedom and blessings Jesus' death bought for us. For your generous gift of $100 or more, we will also send you the new Sweet Promises Blanket. Printed with scriptures that feature the protective love of God, this blanket is crafted from thick, easy care Nordic fleece. Let God heal your family and reverse the bad thinking and harmful conduct passed down through the generations. Call or click today to receive this transformational offer. We're so excited and we want you to come with us to Egypt in the fall. Oh my goodness, Egypt? What are you talking about? Well, we're going to see some amazing things. We're going to see the pyramids. We're going to see the Sphinx. We're going to go on a five-star Nile cruise. Are you kidding me? Who gets to do that? <gasps> it could be you. You might get to do that with us. So I want you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We have information. We want to pray for you and we want you to come with us. Plus, Mom, we get to minister. Oh, we do. And that's powerful in Egypt because we get to lay hands on the sick. We have real open doors and we're going to have a ministry training school. And the more hands we have, the more miracles we can see. And I want you to be a part of it. So I want you to contact us today. You say, I don't have the money, I don't have the time. We're gonna put you on a list where we pray because you have a rich heavenly father and he can make a way for you to go and God needs you in Egypt. As we talk about blessing the next generation, I want us to think about Abraham. I love Abraham. You start reading about him most in most earnest from Genesis 12. And Abraham is such a tremendous blessing. I mean, God talks about him in Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of fame of faith. We hear about him as far as Sarah and Isaac and how he's, you know, believes God's promises and just this huge man of faith. But I want us to back up the train just a little bit. And I want us to consider Abraham's dad. His dad's name was Terah, T-E-R-A-H. We read about Terah in Genesis chapter 11. And beginning in verses 27 through 32, we learn some important things. Because when you look at Abraham, you know, he starts out as Abram, and then he becomes Abraham. God renames him. And we see him as this huge man of faith. But if you think you back up the train, he didn't necessarily have a really, if you will, a strong faith background. Now watch this. Terah, his dad, had three sons. Terah had uh, Abram. Terah had Haran. And Terah had another son named Nahor. And it says they lived in the land of Ur. And in verse 31, it says that Terah took Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and he set out for the land of Canaan. So they were going to leave their home and move to the land of Canaan. Now, this was like a multi, probably a couple month journey to get to the land of Canaan. When he left, he took his three sons with him. They're moving along. 
and they come to this city called Haran. And along the way, before they got to that city called Haran, his own son, Tara, Tara, his own son, Haran, died. And it says he died in the presence of Tara. Now, if you've ever lost a son or a daughter, a child, you've ever had a, 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 one of your children die, I don't know that there's anything more painful than the loss of a child. I was with a friend of mine, and she lost her daughter when her daughter was about two and a half. And, and I held my friend, and I just I can't even begin to tell you what that did to me. And holding my friend just within 20 minutes of her daughter dying and feeling that grief is just completely indescribable. And you may be watching today, and you may have lost a child. You may have lost a son or a daughter. And, and maybe you're struggling with that. Maybe that's a grief place for you that's just hard to overcome. Please get on the phone and get on the website. We'd love to pray for you that God would carry that grief because that's just brutal. And Abraham's dad, Terah, lost his son. His son's name was Haran. As they were going to Canaan, they came to a city named Haran. <laughs> the same name as the son that Terah lost. And what we read about in verses 31 and 32 in Genesis 11, it says that Terah stopped at Haran. Terah stopped. He didn't keep going. He set out initially for Canaan, had some struggles, some difficulty, understandable. <laughs> you lose a son or a daughter, that's, a, that's brutal. But that loss, he didn't, in essence, he didn't get past the loss. He didn't get over that. And he, he camped and stuck and stayed and lived and died. He died in the city of Haran. And he never, never made the complete journey that he set out for to start with. And I want to encourage you today that God has a journey for you. God has a journey for your family, and it's a journey of faith. And maybe your parents, maybe your parents set out and they got sidetracked, they got discouraged. Maybe they dropped out of church and you're like, well, I don't think I need to do all, but all of that. The thing is God wants to bless you and bless your family. And Abram picked up from where his dad settled. He picked up and you read verse 12, or sorry, chapter 12, verse one, Abram picked up and moved on. He didn't stay. God spoke to him and said, move to a place that I will show you. And Abram picked up and started to move forward. And I just challenge you that it's time to move forward. If you want the blessings of God in your life, you can't park in your parents' failures, shortcomings, griefs, whatever made them stop. Let's pick up and go on with God wherever they left off. Let's not live in their, their past and their discomfort and their struggles and their hardship. Or maybe you today, you're saying, I've parked at this grief. I've parked at this failure. I've parked at this hard spot. Then it's time to pick up and move on. Get on the phone, get on the website. We wanna pray for you. I challenge you too, while you're there, you might as well get Blessing the Next Generation, our book and our CD, this powerful resources to help you in leading your family and being a blessing to the next generation. And when you read about Abram, he picked up and he moved on. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 is a really strong turning of the page. It's a new chapter, literally, in Abram's life. 
and it's a chapter full of faith. And Abram had a choice. He could have said, no, I'm just going to stay here in Haran. It's what I know. It's where my dad's buried. It's, it's the past. It's familiar. It's comfortable. I know all this. But he didn't do that. He decided to follow God. And as he followed God, it began to open the door for blessing in his life, but also blessing to the next generation beyond him. Because the truth of it is, it's from his obedience that God blessed Abram and gave him a son. He had a son named Isaac, and it was a miracle birth. You can read chapters 13, 14, 15. All along in there, God blessed Abram, but it started off with Abram closing the door to the past and saying yes to God for the present and for the future. And his faith and his trust in God absolutely did a 180-degree turn for his family, for his future, and really set the platform for the entire nation of Israel. It's from Abraham that we have Isaac and Jacob and the 12 tribes, and all of that starts out, backs it up to Abram, and Abram setting out from Haran into the promised land. I want to challenge you that God has a blessing for you. God has a promised land for you. God has a good future for your family. I don't care what you've come out of in the past. God has a great future for you and for your family. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We'd love to pray for you. And again, these resources would be massively, massively helpful and instrumental for you. Because what I'm sharing with you here is just a tiny little smidgen. I'm wetting your appetite for the good things that God has for you in both of these resources. And I want to finish with this. And I want you to consider this. In here, in verses, sorry, pages 58 through 64, mom talks. And I love this. <laughs> My mom, she's the penultimate. She's amazing. And she talks in these, in these pages about freedom from iniquity. You say, what does that mean? Well, when you look at our families, and I see this in my own family as well, you look back at your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, and if you think about it, there are some things that might be, you might have similarities with your dad or your mom. You might have similarities with your grandfather, your grandmother. You might think, well, and we've heard this said before, well, that's just how the Smiths are because that's passed down, that's kind of our family heritage, our family lineage. You say, well, I've got a temper because my dad had a temper. My great-grandfather had, blah, 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 blah. I saw that in, in my family. I saw from my grandfather uh, to, to my, through my mom, I saw with her brother, as well as some of my relatives on that side, I saw some things that tried to come onto me that were very dark, and I, what I would call a family curse. And a family curse can be alcoholism, can be addiction, can be anger, all kinds of negative stuff. But God wants you to know that you can break that curse. And on pages 50, 58 and following, mom walks you through five steps to freedom from iniquity, to break that stuff. And I remember in my early 20s, some of that, those, that darkness came from my, my mom's side of the family. Some of that tried to come on me. I was in Germany. I was studying over there, and, and I started to sense. And I remember my mom telling me as a kid growing up, you know, your grandfather, he used to have be kind of dark and, and had these bends to him and depression. And my grandfather didn't talk very much. He was kind of non-communicative. But mom said, you don't have to walk in that. You can walk in freedom, and you don't have to walk in some of that bondage. And I remember thinking in my early 20s, this is what mom talked with me about. And as an individual, as an adult myself, I'm going to break that curse. I'm going to break that bend 
of iniquity. And so I remember from her teaching, I picked this up and I was like, oh my goodness, I need to do that. And that's exactly what I did. And that stuff broke off of me. And now I'm talking to my kids and saying, don't let that come on you. You break that. And you don't have to walk in any of that, that curse from the past. You can walk in the freedom and the victory, the identity that God has for you. So hop on the phone, get on the website. I'm telling you, this book will be a tremendous blessing. The CD as well, tremendous blessing to help you walk out the blessings God has for you and your family. Now is the time to shatter the past dysfunction and take control of your family's future. God has a great plan for you and your family. You can break generational curses and live under generational blessings. For your gift of $35 or more, we will send you two cherished books and teachings from Marilyn and Sarah. You will receive Breaking Generational Curses and Blessing the Next Generation, both filled with anointed insight and life-changing encouragement. We will also send you the Blessing the Next Generation, Shatter the Past and Take Control of Your Family's Future two CD set. Learn about the very powerful, very biblical keys to living in the freedom and blessings Jesus' death bought for us. For your generous gift of $100 or more, we will also send you the new Sweet Promises Blanket. Printed with scriptures that feature the protective love of God, this blanket is crafted from thick, easy-care Nordic fleece. Let God heal your family and reverse the bad thinking and harmful conduct passed down through the generations. Call or click today to receive this transformational offer. This is a wonderful opportunity for me to thank you for your prayers and helping me in this special time when I had the blood clot in my leg and couldn't travel and you were behind me and prayed. And now, now, I have an okay, I can travel, thank you Jesus. I can walk without pain and I've been okay to go to Australia and Singapore and next year, Oh, this is coming up. We have an opportunity to have a healing meeting in Beijing, China, and many, many open doors in Egypt. Egypt is in a big revival, and I get to be a part of it. And I want to thank you so much for helping me cover the earth with the Word. Children and family are such an important part to our hearts. And all of us who have children, all of us with our parents, we know that family is a very, very essential ingredient in our lives. And you know, I think about in Psalms, it says, one generation will declare the glories of God to the next generation. And I believe that many of you watching today, you probably have kids or you think about your parents and maybe they're not serving God. Maybe they're not interested in God. Maybe they seem to be rebelling against God or they just don't give a rip. They think, you know, well, if God really cares about me, you know, something will happen. They're just ambivalent. And I want to encourage you today that God is working in their hearts and no prayer that you pray for your children or for your parents goes unheard. That God hears our prayers and, and more than hearing our prayers, God is very much engaged in working and dealing in their hearts. So please get on the phone, get on the website. We would love to pray for your family, that your kids would come to know Christ and be committed to Christ, that your parents would be absolutely in love with Jesus more than anything else. And mom, it's such a, a, a cool thing generationally. You know, your mom was a strong believer, you're a strong believer, I'm a strong believer. My kids, you know, it's just continuing to con the generation blessing, if you will. That's and true. we want that for our viewers. And I want to tell you, there are more than what Sarah's saying. My grandmother, wonderful Christian, and my cousin has her Bible. Oh, the places she cried in it, the places she underlined. And that came down. 
Now I see my grandchildren loving the Bible, wanting to speak what God says. That's a generation blessing that God has promised to us. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Now call in or get on the website and have us pray for your family that you and your family are going to serve God with all their hearts, not half-hearted, wholehearted. Do it now.